Hi guys, it's Gabe and I'm gay and welcome back to the Gay Converse podcast. We did it. We got this. Oh, wait, Taylor Swift just did something. Give me a second. Okay, I am back. Taylor Swift literally just put her Midnight's album on Apple Music with like a little short intro, so I got really excited. Um, but I'm back here again today, a little bit broker than I was before because I spent a lot of money on Taylor Swift signed stuff. She had signed vinyls, signed CDs, and I will say I have bought most of them and to be fair it's a good investment okay it's taylor swift you guys it's taylor swift hand signed can't lie it is a good investment but besides that before getting distracted i will say we're back here again that's what i was trying to say um we made it through another week i had my first midterm test this week let's hear it for that i passed it with like really close like i got really close to not passing it i got a 70 percent, but 70 is better than nothing so 70% baby. But besides that, I am really excited this week because I got to announce my debut book, Three Letter Lovers, which is available to pre-order now on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and will be available everywhere you buy books on November 4th. And when I say everywhere, I mean it's apparently going to 41,000 different places. So that is really exciting. And I'm so excited to finally announce that. I've been working on it for so long. Um, I've been working on this project in this book probably longer than I had this podcast and probably longer than I had the idea for the podcast. So finally being able to just say, yeah, this is a thing you guys can go ahead and buy is really exciting. And it it's honestly so fun. And the book isn't. It's, it's really sad. It's a really sad gay book about heartbreak and sadness. But, you know, isn't that just great? <laughs> I also want to say sorry for not having an episode last week. I got sick. There was a cold going around, and it was a very common cold. I think a lot of students got the same cold. I saw people were commenting about getting the exact same cold. So it was like a sore throat, stuffy nose, sneezing, and um, was not fun. I did do a COVID test, and I did not get COVID. I've never gotten COVID ever, ever. I'm a COVID clean baby still to this day. So you ain't going to catch me with COVID. Um, but I am done with that sickness. For the most part, my voice is still a little bit cranky, a little bit off, but it's better than it was last week. And I didn't want to make a podcast where I could like barely talk and I was just going to end up sneezing into the microphone the whole time or being stuffy into the microphone and giving you a sickness through your headphones. So I decided to skip last week's podcast and decided to wait for this week. So yeah, we're back. We're on the, we're on the grind again. And we're going to pretend that nothing ever happened and we're going to keep going as business as usual. So, yeah, um, when I was sick, though, I had to announce my book when I was sick. I got the deadline for my book right when I got sick. So everything kind of came together at like a bad time, um, especially because I was polishing my book, finishing it up, doing the last few things before sending it out to the places to print it and the presses and things like that and getting it listed. So. It was, it was a chaotic week of trying to make sure everything was done and in line before it was time to announce it, and time was just getting closer and closer to when I had to finish everything up, but now we're here, and it's done, and you guys can pre-order it, and I hope you will, and enjoy it, because it's, it's a very exciting book, very exciting experience for me, and um, we've already hit pretty good rankings, actually, on the bestsellers on Amazon. We ended up in the top 100 lgbt poetry books on amazon and we ended up in that list of their top 100 so that was really exciting for our first few days of pre-orders 
So I, I was not expecting that, and that really was so so cool. So I am technically a best-selling author now, which is so crazy to think about. But yeah, so fun. Um, I'm really nervous for you guys to read it. There is a lot of crazy stuff that happens in this book. A lot of things that I talk about that are interesting and metaphoric, and also very personal and deep and vulnerable. So I'm excited, but at the same time, I'm nervous to hear what you guys think of the vulnerability I put into this project and what you guys will think of that. So yeah, this is the main project I have for the rest of the year. Um, it is my biggest project this year and it is really my, I would say my final project for the year. Um, the podcast was the other project that I had in June. So that was kind of like my mid, my mid year project. And it was pretty big. This was a pretty big uh, situation for me, especially because we went from uh, being exclusive to Apple Podcasts to being everywhere. So we are now on Spotify and in a bunch of other places. So we we really expanded from being exclusive to Apple Podcasts. So that was really exciting. And that huge transition was really unique. And this whole podcast just started because one day I just decided that I wanted to make a podcast. Um, and I could because I already had the microphone and the equipment and everything ready. And so uh, since I was, I guess, since I had that time to adjust to my apartment, I was kind of just ready to dive in with the podcast and I knew what I was wanting to achieve and I knew I could do it. So I just decided I was going to go ahead and jump right in and do that. So yeah, we have a podcast and I have a book now. So fun. And I'm also a journalist as an opinion editor. It's so fun. Also in the news, I am honestly really tired of the processing on Spotify and all these other services end of the podcast audio files. So I did launch my website store. It's at gabekanai.com slash shop. And on there each week you can get the new episode of Gay Converse for a dollar and 29 cents. And when you purchase it, you will get the high quality file of each podcast episode and you will be able to listen to it in the quality that was intended that is originally sent to the websites before it gets cranked down and a lot of the quality gets removed so if you want to hear the podcast in a high resolution format uh, check out gabekanai.com shop and you'll be able to get every week's new episode which is really fun and they're only available for that week so they are kind of limited edition i guess you could say in a sense so yeah, I just wanted to make sure you guys knew about that. I wanted to make sure you guys had that opportunity to listen to the podcast in a way that was kind of intended, especially because I spend so much money on this microphone and the setup that like it would be really sad for me to not be able to release it at all or make it available at least in a way that is intended and the way that I recorded it as. So I really hope you guys will check it out. And yeah, thank you guys so much for all the support on my book. We got a lot of pre-orders again, um, and a lot of my friends listen to the podcast. So I just wanted to say thank you so much for the support on the book and sharing it around and telling your friends and family means a lot because the more sales we get, you know, the better. And we're getting closer to actually having a Barnes and Noble event if we keep making sales, which is crazy. So um, if we are lucky enough to keep making sales, that could be a thing. And that sounds really fun but it's nerve wracking at the same time. I couldn't imagine me in Barnes and Noble with like a bunch of my books, just like standing there chilling, but we could make it happen. We can make my awkwardness become a reality. If you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I, it does sound really fun and I would love to do it. So share the book around you guys. It would mean a lot. And, um, I really hope that we can get the opportunity to do that, especially for my first book. A lot of people don't get that chance to do that with their first ever book. 
and we've sold a lot of copies for a debut book which is so so crazy this is literally my debut book it's my first book ever it's not perfect i guess it's not like fine-tuned perfection but it is one of those things that i'm proud of especially because i'm 19 and i am self-published so everything's on me marketing everything else is on me and i created the cover i formatted the book um, it's available in a hardcover paperback and an ebook which is so exciting the ebook is not the best way to experience the book but it is a way you could experience the book so if you are a person that likes e-reading i'm an e-reader personally um so you can definitely have that opportunity to purchase it there and the ebook is also the cheapest option to read my book at ten dollars and the paperback is $14.99 and the hardcover is $24.99, which is so fun. The book has some images. They're all taken on instant and analog photography, which I'm so proud about. No digital photography in this book, especially the cover. There is not a single digital photograph in that book. And that's something I'm really proud of. So I hope you guys will check it out. It is a pretty big book for what I was expecting my debut book to be. I remember when I was in the beginning stages of it, I kind of wanted, I hit a stage where I was like, this could be done. And it ended up being like 60 pages. And I was like, this is not done. And now I have made the book four times longer than that. So that is something I am honestly quite proud of achieving. So yeah, we have a bigger book. We have, I, I've seen the book in person. I've seen the paperback, the real um, actual paperback and it's so exciting. I'm still waiting to see the actual hardcover. I have a hardcover mock-up print, I guess you could say of it. That was uh, from another printing press just to print it out so I could have something to promote with. Um, it's not the official hardcover yet. So when I do get the official hardcover yet any day now, I'm going to be so excited. I'm sure it's going to look so good. The paperback looks really great. The official paperback looks really great. So I'm excited to get the hardcover and we are oh, about three weeks away actually. To the release date which is so exciting and uh, nerve-wracking and quaking in my boots yeah I, I don't know what else to say i'm just so stoked and this is my first ever experience with this and it probably won't be my last it could be though i'm not sure <laughs> uh we'll find out together am i right but anyways let's go to the next topic well i guess the first topic of today in the main range we wanted to talk about today the super mario bros movie which actually had its trailer come out, I want to say four days ago. I'm going to make sure I am saying accurate information because if I am lying to you, that's not going to look good on me. So the trailer came out, literally it came out five days ago. Yeah, okay. So it came out five days ago and the cast main character, well, main character I say as if it's not Mario. Mario is played by chris pratt i'm pretty sure which is interesting casting i did hear about that a while ago before they started shooting it um so there is like a situation where people want to try to sonic this movie and if you don't know what sonicking means it's like we had a sonic movie come out and people didn't like the design of the sonic character so they went in and like reconstructed the sonic character to make it fit better of what the people the public wanted to see and the movie actually ended up being pretty good i won't i will say that not a masterpiece but i was entertained by the sonic movie i haven't seen the second one though and i kind of forgot the second one existed until right now um but the super mario bros movie looks really good i can't lie it looks like a really really good adaption of the video game it looks like the actual video game which i love 
usually video game movies tend to not to look like the video game equivalent, especially when it comes to animated video game adaptions. They tend to take a different look and a different view and it doesn't feel the same and so that kind of ruins the vibe of everything but this movie actually looks a lot like the game it looks like a like if a new game was made and it was a really long cutscene. it does look like that i would recommend you guys check out the trailer it looks really cool and i'm really excited to see this movie and i can't believe i'm about to say that because i'm typically not the person that would be like i'm really excited to see this kids movie i prefer to watch drama horror thriller mystery really film-esque type movies as a journalism person i'm really into critiquing film heavily so i tend to watch more art films and films that are more um creative and not necessarily very more independent films is what i'm trying to say not creative but um this film i'm actually surprised at this it looks really good the animation looks great the character designs looks really really good it really does and it looks really entertaining the humor is actually pretty funny for what it's trying to do i feel like it's and when i say pretty funny i mean like i feel it's grabbing the attention of kids watching it and also the adults watching it which i think is their attention atten- intention there we go it was their intention and since it was their intention i think they actually nailed it so i think adults will also be pleased by what they get and kids will also be pleased about what they get too is so exciting um i'm not sure i care too much about chris pratt's voice in mario um i know a lot of people who really care about mario and how he's portrayed in the film will really care about how it is in the film um i know that there's some people that want to get it changed uh we only heard one line of chris pratt speaking so i'm not sure if they're actually going to end up changing it i highly doubt they will but from what I've heard of it, I personally didn't mind, but I'm also not a person who will defend Mario till the day I'm like on death's doorstep. So, um, I will say visually and artistically, this film looks really good and it really looks like they understood their inspiration and the origins. And it looks like they really researched what they wanted to do and how to capture it in a way that was really capturing of what was intended in the games and it it just looks really special i'm really excited to see this um and who knows it could turn into one of the worst things ever made when it does come out and i could look like a flop in the future but as of right now i will say i am intrigued and i am excited so when does this come out i think it comes out next year am i right yeah april 7th 2023 according to Google, but Google lies because they like to tell me film festival dates on here instead of the actual dates. So let me make sure I got that right. Okay. Yeah. April 7th, 2023 in the United States, but it comes out on April 28th in Japan, which is kind of weird considering Japan should probably get it earlier, right? Considering Nintendo and everything, they should probably be the ones getting it before the United States, but okay, that's whatever. Um, the cast is pretty unique. We got Anya Taylor-Joy in here. Charlie Day playing Luigi. We got Jack Black and Seth Rogen, Keegan-Michael Key. It Okay, the cast is starting to make it look like it's a troll movie now, which is kind of interesting. It, it is When I read the cast, I'm like looking at it, I'm like, oh, this might not be as good as I think it's going to be. So, um, but we'll, we will find out. The, the screenwriter, let's see if he's written anything else. His name is Matthew Fogel. He wrote the new Minions movie. Okay. Okay. 
okay. The Minions soundtrack, the new Minions soundtrack went off. It was produced by Jack Antonoff, who um, produces a lot of my favorite music and a lot of the music you love that you grew up with. So Taylor Swift's 1989 and anything after a lot. Well, not anything, but a lot of the stuff after 1989, he produced... um, a lot of St. Vincent's work, some of Claro's stuff, some of Lord's work. He made Melodrama by Lord. Um, and honestly, his tracks on 1989 by Taylor Swift are so good. He worked really hard on Reputation, too, which both of them are masterpiece albums. So I love Jack Antonoff more than the person to your left. And so when he made the soundtrack for Minions, I was absolutely so excited. And for a Minions movie, that soundtrack had one heck of a collaboration on there we had like you would go on there and it was saint vincent and then next to it it would be like a rapper um <laughs> let me see if i can pull up the track list on there it was <laughs> it's honestly when i saw it i was like genuinely shocked it made me laugh but i loved it all the same um <laughs> uh i oh he also made lana del rey stuff too i can't believe i forgot to say that he made um nfr uh norman f word rockwell I can't say that because this is sponsored by the Sagebrush. Um, but you know what I mean? So basically, this soundtrack is really interesting because you'll go from, like, there's a song from John Lennon on this. Oh, no, it's written by John Lennon. Excuse me. <laughs> okay, so we the artist will be, like, her. Um, RZA, which is really, I love that artist. Uh, Jackson Wang. Mm, Callie Uchis. Oh, so good. Brockhampton. Diana Ross, St. Vincent, Phoebe Bridgers, Thundercat, Bleachers, which is Jack Antonoff's band. All of them on a Minion soundtrack? Like, dang, that went off, man. It went off. It was one heck of an experience. You can't lie. It was really entertaining, and I loved, 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 loved hearing that soundtrack. Um, I had I saw the vinyl. It was like a blue vinyl with some yellow splashing over it, and it looked so cool. I loved that thing. I wanted to get it, but then it sold out, and I was like, okay, that's fine. I can do without it, but it was really, really cool. I really love that vinyl. I kind of love unique vinyl variants um, to display sometimes, and it honestly sucks that a lot of the minion type got taken over by the TikTok trends, but, you know, it is what it is. You know, it is what it is. So, yeah, let's see what else we got going on in here in this film, Mario movie. It is confirmed that Brian Tyler is going to be composing the f- score for the film. Let's see who Brian Tyler is. He sounds very familiar. I feel like I've heard something from him before, or many things. It sounds a very common name in the music industry um, when it comes to like sound composing and the movie industry. Ah, yes. So he worked on Iron Man 3 in the music department. Cats. Okay, it is the universal theme, though, from Cats, and that song is so good. Have you guys heard the theme from Cats? It is a masterpiece. Sometimes I'll just be, like, sleeping or in the shower, and I'll just start in my head, sing- like, hearing the sound from Cats, and it's so good. Like, that's that movie has issues, don't get me wrong, but that theme, the, like, bells and stuff, oh my god, it's, it's game-changing, it's life-changing, never the same. It you, once you hear it, it's just it's unforgettable. I I'll, I can just like hum as like okay. I'm sorry, I'm poisoning your ears. He also worked on Scream, which is probably where I feel like I know him most right now. I just heard about him from Scream, um, Hawaii Five O, Ready or Not, Happy Death Day. That was a good movie. Love that. Sing. 
He worked on Sing, you guys. He worked on The Secret Life of Pets, too. Oh, they got a good man for the job. And Iron Man 3. They got a good man for the job, you guys. They picked the right boy. He is going to be doing it. He's going to pop off with this soundtrack. It's going to fit. When you hear that that Mario, ba -da -ba -ba -da -ba, yeah, it's going to hit. I am telling you. And that IMAX theater, Dolby Atmos, surround sound, 7.2.4. Oh, it's going to sound so good. I just know it. <laughs> so let's also see what's going on here. How are we feeling about the animation? It's animated by Illumination. Illumination. And they worked on a lot of our favorite movies, as we all know. Which is why I feel a lot of the people involved are really great people. Is because Illumination is a great movie company who worked on Sing, Sing 2, Grinch, Minions. Grinch actually is not the vibe that I thought it was going to be. But that's another topic for another day. Lorax, Despicable Me series. So good. It was a whole purr. Despicable Me hit. It still does to this day. I love Despicable Me. And The Secret Life of Pets is actually really entertaining. I got to see the first one before it came out. I went to, it was at VidCon, and I got to see it uh, like a before premiere screening. And I was so excited to see it because there's like a really cute guinea pig in the film. And let me see what it looks like. I loved that guinea pig. It was adorable. And I, I had just gotten my first ever guinea pig, like, a year before, so I was really excited. And that movie made me so happy. Oh, my God, I just saw the guinea pig. He's so cute. Look him up, you guys. His name is Norman. Norman the guinea pig. You guys got to look him up. He's so adorable. Oh, my gosh. What a cutie. He has, like, big little cheeks. And, oh, how adorable is this little guinea pig? I'm going to cry. So adorable. Yeah, I loved this movie i know i technically shouldn't have and i was young so i kind of give myself more credit i'm sure if i watched it now i probably would be like what is this but i loved it growing up i was a fan i stand and i would stand again probably i don't know i haven't seen it in a hot minute i love how there's like a wiki for the secret life of pets for each pet and then this is the owner and then like the owner's unnamed it just says unnamed owner <laughs> like <laughs> we don't know who the owner is but but he is not a, up for adoption he's not homeless he's owned we just don't know who is the owner here <laughs> so <laughs> besides that we are getting close to the new halloween movie halloween movie <laughs> <laughs> new halloween movie <laughs> oh, thank god it's called halloween ends even they're gonna make a new one in like three years probably to be fair i think it's gonna be more of a gap because this series was supposed to be split into like three trilogy to like a trilogy so i can't really be surprised that they're making in three of them in like a certain time range because that's kind of always been the plan but i will say that I'm not excited for this movie. The last one really upset me. Not upset me. It was just really bad. It was really, really bad, you guys. I I watched it in a non-sober state, is what I will say. And it still, it still was not enough. I mean, it was okay in a non-sober state. There were some scenes where I was like, okay, okay. I see what they're going with that. But this time, I've seen some leaks of this film. Um, oh, girl. Oh, girl. It is, it is a S show. It is not... Not the vibe, not the moment, not the moment. It is not it. So I am not very stoked for that at all. I will not lie. 
Um, but it is coming out on October 14th, and I am writing the review on it, so be prepared. Thank God they're not forcing me to go to the theaters to see this. I can watch it on Peacock like I did the other one. Um, I genuinely hope Michael Myers dies this time, as he should have in 2018. My perfect ending for the 2018 Halloween movie was Laurie Strode just, like, goes to town on Michael Myers, and that should have been the vibe. But you know what? That's not what we ended up getting. We ended up getting a cash grab. Okay, we got a cash grab, and we're going to have to deal with it. Um, so, yeah. The first Halloween, though, did have an amazing, like, section. It was, like, one shot, I think. And it was just, like, one shot of bloody murder. So, I will say that was pretty cool. I think Halloween 2018... or was it 2015 2018 yeah 2018 that movie actually pretty good halloween movie i will not lie it was a good halloween movie i loved it as a sequel to the first one i loved how they ignored all the other films and you could just go from it from like the 1970 film right into this one and it was a great continuation it's just how they ended it was not the vibe man but besides that point scream 2 is coming soon let's hear it let's hear it we love the scream films we love the scream films and why do we love them because we're gay Okay, Scream is the gay movie. Am I clear? Listen, gay people love Scream. I love Scream. That was the first film franchise that like kind of ever got me into film. It was like Scream and Jurassic Park. Those are the two that got me into film and filmmaking. And Scream was like the first one that ever made me watch it and go, man, I want to make movies like this because this is awesome. So yeah, I love Scream. Um, the new Scream movie was actually pretty good depending on how you see it i totally understand complaints about it but when i watched it i see the complaints about it and i see the boringness of it but i pretend to not see it so i let it go in my head that's probably a bad thing to say but you know what it's true okay that is what i did <laughs> but scream 6 is coming i thought it was supposed to be called scream 2 but what do i know um i heard it's gonna be in the future i don't know i know the main actress um is not the best i will say that she's not the vibe but that's my opinion, and I am very biased on that. Um, I would talk about the blonde controversy, but I'm having an article about that, and I don't want to trigger everybody and talk about very explicit details on the podcast. So we're going to skip over that, and rather we're going to talk about the new Amsterdam movie and how Taylor Swift got ran over by a car in the movie. Yeah, she got ran over by a car. I'm not kidding. You can look it up. You can literally look up on YouTube Taylor Swift getting run over by a car and you will see a video of it happening. I'm going to make sure that's right <laughs> right now. Taylor Swift getting run over by a car. Now I now I just feels like um I'm typing in something as like a hater just like trying to trying to get get off by watching her get hit by a car. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah, you can look it up you guys. Taylor Swift got hit by a car and she did. And honestly, honestly you guys that movie, that controversy from that director, man, honestly, I'm happy they killed her character off early in the movie. I'm not going to lie. That was a controversial thing for her to do to go and work with that director. I was shook when she did that. But you know what? We are calling it what it is. And I'm calling it what it is, at least. Okay. I did what I did. I said what I said. Can't throw a fit. Cry. Cry. Cry, Susan. No, but <laughs> the Amsterdam movie has apparently is predicted to lose $100 million um, from what their budget was. And it's really interesting because the director, David O. Russell, also made American Hustle, um, Silver Linings Playbook, Joy, movies like that that were really successful. And this is like a really bad flop for him. Um, and if you don't know the controversy, he did some bad things with his 
trans relative and defended himself over it and it was not a good look and he's also very um i i I won't say the a word but he's very um mean on his sets he's not a very nice director if i must say so myself i mean i don't know the guy so i'm just talking about controversy here so call that what you want to um (laughs) but that's just some of the controversy just wrapping it up if you want to know more about that you can look it up online on your own and see get your own opinion uh, on that kind of stuff but yeah guys we focused on a lot today we are about to wrap things up don't forget to pre-order my book three letter lovers um it's coming out november 4th it's available for pre-order now on amazon and barnes and noble and i'm sure it's other places too uh, especially your ebook places you can pre-order it in ebook formats everywhere you buy your ebooks so kindle nooks and crannies anything else you buy your little ebooks from you can probably buy it there so pre-order the book (laughs) i appreciate a lot guys thank you guys so much for also supporting the podcast i love making this podcast for you guys and this is just a reminder that my opinions are my own and don't reflect the nevada sagebrush or the university of nevada reno and yeah guys this was so fun so exciting so quirky we went from talking about my book to Super Mario to horror movies. So that's so great. And October is still not getting colder. It is still hot. But you know what? I didn't complain about that at the beginning like I always do. So I, I saved it to the end. That is great. I saved it to the end. You can't get mad. I did my due diligence. Due dil- due- oh, stutter. Due diligence. There you go. I did my due diligence. I did the thing. I did the thing. And I saved the thing for when the thing should have happened. There you go. That's how I'm saying it. Thank you guys for listening for today. I will see you guys next week. Thank you for listening. Pre-order my book. And I'll see you guys around on campus. And if you don't go to UNR, I will see you next week. Bye.